Good Friday morning, everybody. My name is Anthony Grossi, and let's jump right into the most important news and notes from in and around college athletics. On the NCAA's NIL proposal, Sports Business Journal's Michael Smith acknowledges what many skeptics believe, that this legislation does not go far enough, but acknowledges that the NIL rules will evolve, and it's likely that eventually athletes will be able to make appearances in their team gear, something that's currently prohibited. Smith also reports he heard from a number of agencies who had no idea the NCAA put out an RFP for NIL services. Not only was the RFP not publicly posted anywhere, plus, quote, some agencies said they left as many as a dozen messages with the NCAA that were not returned. On that topic, the NCAA responded, quote, in the specific case of the NCAA's NIL RFP, companies were invited to respond based on referrals, staff and membership knowledge of the industry, and internal research to create a well-rounded list. The NCAA is expected to select finalists by the end of next week, with selections by November 20th. The FIU Charlotte game slated for Saturday has been postponed due to an uptick in COVID-19 cases within the Panthers football program. Jacksonville State head football coach John Grasses has been positive for COVID-19. Assistant head coach Jimmy Ogle will oversee the team on site for the game at North Alabama. Oklahoma State Athletic Director Mike Holder on the SEC's COVID challenges this week, quote, It's an illustration of the uncertainty of what we're dealing with. No one has the answers. There are no right answers. It just survive today and hope to be around tomorrow and do everything we can to keep the student athletes safe and staff safe. Going on to say he expects the future to look like the first five or six weeks of the season with upsets, postponements, and cancellations. In speaking with SEC Network's Paul Feinbaum, Commissioner Greg Sankey, quote, to go through three weeks with no disruption by comparison to peers, that was a pleasant surprise. To have disruption was something that could be anticipated, but you have to then react to the nature of that disruption like we've had to this week, and then you have to see what it means moving forward. Nebraska Athletic Director Bill Moose as he continues to push for fans in the stands at Memorial Stadium, quote, I think it's an advantage for us to see what's happening in other areas of the country. Some places are accommodating a larger number of fans. We're going to need some data to fall back on, but I'm going to continue to observe and press for consideration, or reconsideration, I should say, as we move through the season. In financial impact notes, Wisconsin's 24 highest paid staffers were asked in May to take a 15% pay cut through October, and now the goal is to extend their cuts until February 27th. Most employees are returning to their full weekly hours, but 20 or so will remain on the work share program through the end of the calendar year. Those returning to full hours will be subject to between five and nine and a half furlough days through February. Kansas State Athletic Director Gene Taylor explains that the Wildcats are in the process of budgeting for additional scholarships, resulting in the additional year of eligibility awarded to Vol and Winter student-athletes. Taylor also notes that KSU's reserve fund will be eaten up this year with whatever expenses they have. Regarding the end zone project at Bill Snyder Family Stadium, Taylor says the project will continue to move forward as donations are already in the door. The department, he continues, has yet to return to donors regarding the Volleyball Olympic Sport Training Center, but notes they could possibly finance the project due to low interest rates. Butler's revenue for fiscal year 19 was $13.24 million, and Bulldogs athletic director Barry Collier expects less than half of that this year. Interestingly, athletic leaders at Humboldt State, including athletic director Jane Teixeira, learned that San Jose State football will be practicing on their campus at the same time the general student population and staff members were informed. The Spartans reportedly spent $100,000 to $150,000 and left the Arcata campus on Wednesday. In return to action notes, Eight New Mexico football student-athletes and an assistant coach tested positive on Wednesday, which caused a pause in team activities yesterday. Athletic director Eddie Nunez is still hopeful the squad can play the season opener next Saturday at Colorado State. While UNLV announces multiple positive COVID-19 tests within the football program, the numbers are not bad enough to impact the Rebel season opener October 24th at San Diego State. The Pac-12 will have a 20-game league schedule for men's basketball and 22 for women's basketball. 
Oxford researchers have developed a COVID-19 antigen test that can identify the virus in less than five minutes. The university hopes to start product development in early 2021 and have an approved device available six months after. Alabama head football coach Nick Saban on his involvement, or lack thereof, in tomorrow's marquee matchup against Georgia. Quote, The protocol is if you're in quarantine, you can't have any remote access to the sidelines and you can't go to the game, even if they put you in an isolated area. Never having thought about that, and I'm not going to be critical here, if you're the head coach, there ought to be a better way to do it. You ought to be able to have some kind of communication with the sidelines. There's still no word from Tuscaloosa on who within the athletic department and football program had to quarantine due to close contact with Saban or athletic director Greg Byrne. And that is all for your D1T and 5 for Friday morning, October 16th. We'd love to hear your feedback on the show. You can let us know by replying to your D1 ticker email or messaging us on social media at D1 ticker. Be sure to check your inbox for more updates on what is going on around the nation in and around college athletics. My name is Anthony Grossi, and we will see you this afternoon.